This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 6 verse 1, just a short exhortation. The Bible says, let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor that the name of God and the doctrine be not blasphemed. Hallelujah. Now this tells, there is a way that we can act outside and cause the name of God and his doctrine to be blasphemed. I'm sharing this because of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, because it's a new phase, and God will do great and mighty things through you. Say amen. But there must be nothing in your life that will cause the name of God to be blasphemed. So Paul was saying that those who are under a master, and uh, some people got angry and said, that's why I don't like the Bible. So Paul supported slavery. Well, there was no better understanding than against slavery, and not that it supported it necessarily. Slavery can mean many things. After all, nowadays you have civil servants. <laughs> Amen. So you have civil servants. So Paul was just saying that if you are working under somebody, if you are in a public environment, your conduct can bring honor to the name of Christ, or it can bring shame to the name of Christ. Is that clear? Praise the Lord. Titus, Titus 2, 5. So we, mu we must know this because you are an ambassador of Christ. Everywhere you are and men must see it. Say amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you come to church, prepare to be loud and active. Shout amen. Amen. Okay. So now this again, Paul talking through Titus, maybe to another set of people, so he addressed servants first, those who are working under someone else. Now he's saying to women, let's start from verse 4, that they may teach young women to be sober, to love their husband and love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of the Lord be not blasphemed. So, it's looking at two things here, and this is very important. How we act at home and how we act at work. So in 1 Timothy 6, it was dealing with your conduct where you work. And then in Titus 2, 5, Paul here is actually dealing with in the house where you live. That in the two places, and sincerely, apart from church, you are likely to spend 80% of your time in either of these two places or more than 80%. You are either working and then when you close from work, you are at home. And Apostle Paul is saying that these are the two places where you can give an opportunity for the enemies of the Lord to say something that contradicts or that attacks your faith if your conduct in those two places are not right. Because these are the places where evangelism takes place. These are the places where soul winning, they take place. So it becomes necessary that, uh, because, see, when we say we are reaching out to people, we are touching lives, 
It is true that billboards can inform, but billboards don't speak. They cannot share personal experience. They can only carry the letter of, of the warnings put on them. So the greatest adverts that Jesus can have, the greatest adverts are the people of Jesus anywhere they are, and this is the way to go about it. So the Bible says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. First, uh, John chapter 13, if you love one another, let's read. I think that's John 13, 35. Is that clear? Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I was in, um, when I was in UI, they were passing the back of um, UI Sports Theater, and there was a lady that was talking. You know, she had a scarf on. And she was talking with another lady that was a Muslim. And she was telling that, in our church, I don't send them all, they gossip, and she was saying that. I almost forgot where I was going to. I almost sat down to begin to cry. That sometimes when souls don't come in, it's because they don't want to come, there is somebody inside weakening their hands and weakening those who are even winning souls by singing things. That day I sat behind the long tennis court and I was wondering. So this woman is talking to a Muslim about a church like this. Church. Ah, yeah, it's just because of my husband though. And I was like, dear Lord Jesus. It is because when you are born again and you don't learn the rudiments of Christianity. Christianity is built on one thing, forgiveness. Because church is a family. And in the family, others will offend you. Look, you are going to have a very, maybe I'll, if I get to this on Sunday, because it's a new day, you are going to have a very healthy Christian life where you make up your mind that nothing negative anybody says will work around you. But believe me sincerely, it is difficult to do. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. When you have made up your mind that you deal with people, Based on what you know about them, not what, if somebody does something wrong right before your eyes to you, when the Bible tells you to tell the possible, that one I can see, understand. But that you have known somebody for some years without any for somebody just tells you something. And you hold on to that other thing and forget about what you know about the person yourself. I have seen Christians do these times without a man. It, it's, it's unthinkable. Why do we like dirty stories? Why do we easily? Why don't you have the resistance to say that? You say, no, 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 no. See, if you have issue with that sister, why don't you discuss with her? Don't tell me. Are you following me? Now, I'm talking to the church of Christ across the world now. There will be healings in the body of Christ. Sometimes I'm counseling people and they are telling me that, I mean, some years back, somebody came here. Actually, the person came here to minister. And after she finished ministry, we were talking, and she began talking about her church. And she was talking about this, and she started. And I said, no, just stop. Just stop. Because she began to say, this one, that one. Like, see, if you join us, you are going to do the same thing to us. It's not about the church you are coming from. It's about the attitude you have. That when things don't go your way, you start throwing things through. You start saying things. And Jesus cannot work with people like that. When that is your attitude. Because that means you have not become thorough in the practice of forgiveness. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I think on Sunday we are going to look at why 
prayers don't work. I will start with the one everybody knows. Uh, the Bible said to Joseph, why couldn't we cast out the demon? He said, because of your unbelief. So we start with unbelief. I only spend about five minutes on unbelief. I want to talk about the main thing that I haven't heard too many preachers talk about. When James wanted to talk about prayer, and James had a reputation that he prayed so well that his new boy hole on the ground where he used to pray. What did James say about prayer? So it was a man who knew something about prayer. Before he brought the subject of prayer, he said, confess your fault one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. If you don't follow the first one, you cannot get into the second one. Listen to me, everybody. And it's going to be very powerful on Sunday because I believe that many people will watch and I'm talking to the body of Christ. Listen to me. If you don't confess your fault to one another, don't pray for one another because they will not be healing. And you know what? You will be in the meeting and can testify that the power of God moves in that meeting. But why is it not coming to you? There's something in your hearts. It's the second reason why prayers don't get, and people don't attack it or deal with it. Confess your fault one to another. It means that you will, when, by the time we end on Sunday, some people in the church, you will need to meet another sister after service and say, you know what? Last year I said this about you. I am very sorry. Because the sincere truth is that we don't preach institution again. If you have said things about somebody that has colored someone's image about that person, it's not enough to ask God forgive you. You must go and do damage control. Call the person you spoke to and said that. I said that thing when I was angry. I'm very sorry. That person is not like that. If you don't do that, you'll solve part of the problem. Because you have repented, but the information is still with that person. So the person says the person, and there is this day because of what you said. So you must restitute. See, I hear. Is somebody hearing me? Are you with me? You know why I'm sharing this with you? See, when... It is very obvious that the Spirit of God has started something new here. So that the devil does not truncate what God is doing. That is why I'm sharing this with you. As the revival was moving from chapter 1 to chapter 2, they received the Holy Ghost and things were happening in chapter 6, complaints started. It is the nature of the devil. They were bringing a tower that will reach heaven. Once there was disagreement, they stopped building the tower. It does not attack the job by putting demons on the job that don't let it go forward, sit down. This thing already is intimidating there because it from like Papa Loki prayed. Honestly, I see us getting compound, let's come and let's come and let's come like that. But the only thing the adversary will want to do to weaken what God is doing is to start sowing seeds of discord. And you know what? Satan is as strong as he is allowed to operate by lack of discipline on the part of God's people. You know, that's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. So if no place is given to him, that's why we need to train ourselves on all these things. Listen to me. Learn forgiveness. As there's nothing I'm saying now that is new to everybody. Only that people don't follow it when it's time to act. They go for a minute. Somebody says something. I mean, the attorney is talking about something. Somebody is calling somebody behind. Hey, what they said the other time. Why, did, why, why not go to the attorney and say that? Excuse me. Saturday is not coming. Why are you creating politics? Trying to get someone else to join you to say that that the answer is not going to be Friday night. You say your opinion. Or are you in a church where they have told that you must not talk? We don't do like that here. But sometimes, all over. You know, I've been a Christian from school days, secondary school, university, and I've seen this trend. And some things don't work with. When you tell me that everybody is saying, I will ask you to list how many people. Nobody has been able to list more than two people. Everybody saying means that they and someone else. <laughs> Hallelujah. Honestly speaking, because of 
the great falling away that is prophesied by the Bible, it becomes necessary that the church of Christ must teach this thing I'm teaching you repeatedly. Lest a lot of innocent people will be at all. You know, some people will come to church full of life, full of, they will be so vibrant. Or somebody will give them an information about somebody, maybe a leader, and then they become weak. Said so those don't mind them. They are not that nice. <laughs> they are not as nice as when you tell them something, they will start talking about you everywhere. And is that really true? And the person is no more active. So the person who comes at just warming bench. The zeal, the enthusiasm is gone because of what somebody has told you. So that, don't join choir, choir, choir. Ah! When they say, and, so when they, see, all of them like that, see, that, when you, they, the way they talk about, and, where, is that, where is this coming from? Hallelujah. Amen. See, I had, there was an experience that happened in this church. When we talk about people that, uh, people and leaders who want people, they don't talk about how wounded leaders get. Many, but you know that some of us, it doesn't work with us. I don't care. I love people too more than to be offended. One day, a particular lady, it's a, it's how many, some years back, maybe like three, four years back, and, you know, I picked by the spirits. She was just in with me before we this service like that, we're just talking, 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 having a good time, and then she wanted to leave. It happens at times, and not at times, from time to time. Sometimes, by the Holy Spirit, there is no distance between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Here was I gisting with her. There was just a turn in my spirit. She wanted to say, come, where do you stay? She said, she mentioned the I said, no. I mean, tell me, who do you stay with? Long and short of it, she was staying with a man whose wife just died. And, you know, long story. And I said, no. She said, Pastor, not. I said, honestly, when you said not, I believe in my heart that there was nothing truly. I said there's nothing sexual going on between the two of you, but this is wrong. So I think I quoted this scripture that you can let neighbors blaspheme the name of the Lord. They know you go to church, they know you, but why should you be? I said, if you were living with the guy's sisters, I can understand, but just you and him alone. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, find a place. If it means some of us paying the money, I will pay half of the money. Leave. You cannot do that. I said, so within two weeks, please, and blah, blah, and the thing ended there. I don't know what she thought. I said, one day Savage just ended and she, she sat at the back of the church. So I said, where is this? And she was crying. And she called four pastors and leaders and said that she told me something in confidence. And I told all the leaders. So as they were trying to listen, she told them what she said, I said. And they were sure, like, ah, I didn't know. One of them said, I thought we were staying in Ojodo. <laughs> and the second was like, really? So she saw written on their face that none of them knew. So I was just coming in. So I walked close and I said, really? So I told her that, where? I did not even tell my wife. You just told them yourself. <laughs> then, she, she, then, she, then she was like, then she began to apologize. I was like, even if you thought I did, why didn't you walk up to me? That I suppose, it would have, I would have told you that, listen, I did not tell you. That would have healed your heart. A lot of assumptions I told of a sister that did not come to church for like 12 until he got her sent back. Because they were going, for, it was Saturday, everybody was going for evangelism. And she saw me telling this guy wearing rag that, no, you are not going with them. 
actually like that pastor, he preaches love so much on the pulpit, but he, because the guy was not well-dressed, he did not want the guy to represent the church, and she stopped coming. Why do some people think they are more righteous than others? I wanted to ask, so the shola you see on pulpit, do I look like somebody who will preach love, come down and do the opposite? That's why in doubt, ask questions. Why didn't you ask? Then, I didn't, she didn't even give me a chance, just stop coming to church. So one or until two of her friends who stayed back, that this guy swindled them and collected money. Then they told her, she was like, chai. Maybe that was it. So she now came to her and I said, now that you want to hear the truth, at least you are, you are calm enough now to listen. You know why I told him not to follow them? He will follow them and be begging for money on the road. That people in the church have given this guy over 11 shirts and 15 shoes. He put them in a bag. He will enter church. He will, wear, he will remove something a little good and he will wear rag. So that after service, people will give him money. And at times, he will go with 16,000, collecting 500 for about 20, 30 people. Telling them this. And that was how our friend called them. She went to this one and said that I have no eating since morning. And that one gave her money. Then she went to the next one, not knowing that they were friends, and said the same story she said to the first one and lied about it. That nobody has given me anything. And that one. So when they told her, we're like, wow. And I said, see, when you go to a church, have enough sense. If you think you love God, those who are there also love God. So don't have this self-righteous attitude. The how come? I only needed to learn this thing once. I was in Trem as an associate. A young boy. I was about going to UI then. And a guy came into our church. He was wearing jalamia like this. And he wasn't wearing anything like that. No boxer, no pad, nothing. And he put plaster on his private parts and he was walking like this. And I was one that led him to church. Some of my pastor just knew that this guy... I felt my pastor was cruel when they refused to give him anything. I packed all the money and I gave the guy. A thickness came in, so she also smuggled some money and gave the guy. In the evening, just three, four hours after the service, the thickness, she had a school, she was a very rich woman, and a video clothes. So she went to pick something in her office, and she was standing at the balcony, and she saw this guy with shepherd his hand, dancing. <laughs> and with the rest, I jumped in, and she said, Chai, I missed, I wasted my money. <laughs> so the, she called me the following day, and then the pastor said, let me now tell you guys what I didn't tell you before. He said, when I saw him, very I could record. He said, remember, the pastor was living inside the church. The church was isolated. There was a guy, a time some four guys came to rob. And they were about entering the window. But because he was a, a strong man and a man they managed to work them over. And he said, I saw his face. I think it was one carrying armor. He said, so when I saw him, I knew that he came to spy for that. But I didn't want to tell anybody. But we the righteous ones wasted our money. I have seen, even a little way in this church, I have seen what you call Messiah Syndrome. And you might be, some of you might be like that, it works with him. Messiah, you feel like the Messiah. Somebody comes to tell you that nobody cares, you are the only one. So you, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. When people want to be hypocritical, that's how they start. They tell you that, so nobody, you are the only one I feel comfortable talking with. Some of you, you enjoy when people say that to you. And they begin to pour out their heart to you. They say, I've been suffering. See, I know welfare department, they don't care. But somehow I see Jesus in your eyes. And that makes me love you. You're like, yeah, I am Jesus that you see. And I will help you. Don't feel... When people say you are the only one I can talk to, say, no, I'm not the only one you, are, you can talk to. I'm the one you are talking to now. It's okay. Talk. Be quick to say that. Say, I'm not the only one. 
but say what you want to say, I will listen to you, but I'm not the only one. Make sure that I say all these people in the church, they will also listen to you if we were to talk with them. But now that you have come to me, what do you have to say? When we start doing that, we are going to have a very healthy body. Because Jesus said that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. John 13, 35. Wow. So they are not going to know that you are my disciple by the amount of tongues that we speak, even though it's important. They are not going to know that you are my disciple. So this is the strongest evangelism to the world. Where betrayer is the order of the day. They want to come to a house where there is no betrayer. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. All men, Asia, America, Euro, Europeans, all of them, if you truly love one another. The second one is also said that by, he said by this shall all men know that you are my disciples by bearing fruits. That means they are actually connected. You bear fruit when you truly love people. Did you get that? The house of praise. This is called praise sanctuary. It should also be a place of, a place of love. A place of genuine love. It's very important. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you get what I've just said now? When we have a cast meeting, we'll, we will talk a little bit about it. But on Sunday, I'm going to dwell on because I when a meeting ends like this, when Bishop Waluki was speaking, the anointing was heavy. He couldn't even preach. You know, I told many of you when we're inviting them that when it comes, when I mentioned again that we are bringing Bishop Waluki, you will shout. You know why? When I announced the first time, people shouted for Paul Sema, but they were quiet on Bishop Waluki. But they didn't know him there. But now you know him now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was looking at some faces. When he said that he poured oil on praise of Pastor Joe, people were like, hey, ah, oil must come. <laughs> I did not say this on pulpit. Pastor Boju told me the pastor, Deboye told Pastor Boju that Bishop Aloki as a Unilag student, walk up, he was the president of IVC, LVC Unilag. He walked up to Pastor Deboye, a lecturer, and he said 13 prophecies about redeem. 13. Two years ago, that 12 have come to pass accurately, remaining one. The last time I wanted to bring it, but he said, Let's welcome my prophet. That was how he said it. He said, This guy gave 13 prophecies as a student. 12 have come to pass accurately. Yeah. Everything you are hearing about Redeem now, he said it about 40 years ago as a student. He just really prayed one day and he said, that, Sir, you are a pastor of Redeem. Redeem was less than 2,000, and they told him everything that will happen. So, anytime my man wants to bring him up, he says, My prophet. Yeah. And you know, to have that kind of person, words of blessings were sent for that day. Honestly, as soon as it was right, I started preparing myself for wedding. My heart has been. There are many, you, you, you don't know the pain of, I didn't tell him anything. I just wanted him to have the flow. He was too excited that he got to the room. He only took a nap. When he got there around 2 o'clock, they told him that sir, they expecting him in the all like to see. He said no. He left. He got there like before 5, 5, 15 he was here. So he told all the protocol that I'm going, I'm going. That was why he came before. Aposema was supposed to be 15 minutes before him. But yeah, that before Aposema. Aposema just told me that when Shalok is speaking, I'm not speaking. That even me, I did bless him. So that was why he just came to sit down. But when it's Aposema that Shalok was here, he started running from me. So let's go, let's go. They said that, wow. So he, when he came, he saw that he came toward me. He said, please, no, I don't have anything to say. Just let me sit that way. And, and you know, I saw the words. 
At times, myself and my wife will sit after Sunday service and will count sisters that we know. Precious, beautiful, wonderful, and not married. And at times, it will almost draw tears from my face. And for how long? Lord, give them a good man. When they said that, I knew that that, that was it. By a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. And get ready for a lot of baby dedications also. Everything I'm just sharing now, I'm just saying that. See, the, the devil does not attack the world, the work directly. He attacks the workers by creating discord. You will understand what I'm saying, what I'm saying. And don't be surprised if after this meeting, in the next few weeks, people are trying to get on your nerves to get you offended. That you start hearing things that can actually pollute your mind then know that this is the reason why God is sending me ahead. When a work is being built, except the devil is dead, he will do things. We are not afraid of his arrow. The shield of faith will block it off. But what we need to be careful of, give no place to the devil. If he comes face to face with you, you are destined to always overcome. But he comes subtly by using anger, offense in particular. Amen. Hallelujah. So if in a unit, just about the time when something great should happen, they become offended. There's a scripture that says that they got offended in the place of their appointments. And we must watch out for this. So wherever you are, because now we are going to start another level of outreach. But I'm telling you that the most powerful, human beings have devised different methods. But they have discovered that till Jesus comes, no method of outreach will be more effective than word of mouth. And not that we knock people's door. We do that, it is important. The most powerful form is that somebody is talking to his colleague about how God is moving in their church. That one works more than any other one. It is true. So God wants to make you the testimony. You are the billboard. You are the flyer. A living flyer that talks to people. They look at your life. They see the peace you have. And then you are talking to people that I'm asking you to come to church on Sunday. Then they want to come around. Yes. Uh, there are two sisters in this church. Very precious sisters. And I didn't even know. One day I just decided to, I like meeting people after service. So I decided to talk with the two of them. As well as they, they, they live somewhere not too far from church. And the first one began to talk. All along, very quiet, but always dancing, very doing the praise worship. And they decided to tell me their story. They did not plan to come here. They went for a watchman service about four years ago. wanted to go to a redeemed church nearby. And they said the church went to another provincial quarter so to do watch night service. So on their way back, we said, where do we go now? So they saw each other and they came in. And the younger one said that the first thing that shocked her was that her sister began to dance. She walks like maybe like MTN or something. That's where she was. They are both corporate. She said, her elder sister began to dance. Ah. It looks strange to her. All through the night, she was full of joy. So I said, why? She said she had never. She relocated from Abuja to Lagos because of terrible things that happened. She, was, she married a military officer, top military officer, and the wedding was with great ovation, loud ovation. And they are from Jaws, from there. And then the, shortly after that, she got pregnant, and they had a terrible accident on Abuja Expressway. And the husband died. And she lost her baby. A lot of things happened to her. She resigned her job. She was so, 
She told me that the love between myself and her husband was something that you cannot describe. The guy was saying to her, they were too close. So she couldn't take it. She just left Abuja, came to rent a flat in Lagos and started staying by herself. Just to be away from anything, she just stayed away. So she lost what the meaning of dancing or anything until that night. Now, I did not even know. I always love it when testimony happened without us. You understand? We didn't know they were singing praise worship. That is why choir people should always pray. Now, in this case, it was not the message. It was not the prayer of the pastor. It was the worship. So when you have opportunity of holding microphone to lead opening prayer or to do worship, prepare very well and pray. So I'm about talking about P. Joshua. So one day he told me, he said, Bachelor, do you know that anytime my, because my wife backs you up when you are taking worship, she wake up by 4 a.m., 4 or 3, and she will begin, she will begin to pray. I said, I know. I know. I have backing me up. I want to remember and lead, and we flowing together. Uh, not that she's a better singer than others who sing. One day I gave her an opportunity to back me up, and from that day she made up her mind that if I'm backing up Pastor Shola, I will pray. Now, I didn't know that she was waking up for him, but I could feel that every Sunday that this person has spent time praying. Because I spent a long time praying, so I will know when you are praying. That's very important. They are not things of the flesh. Somebody else might want to say, I too, I want to back up. You will just discover that you might sing better, but I might begin to complain about you are singing. Because there is no connection. That is why every minister as a worship leader, till Jesus comes, even if the anointing is coming out in form of fire and volcano on your head, you will not replace Kulia Jai in Redeem. That you should not play that sax before Baba Deboe. It is deeper than what you see. When Baba Deboe was in London, so they had prayer meeting before they went to auditorium. That is what, so you cannot, if you, if you are Frank Ed, you are whatever, Frank Edward, uh, 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 Eben, all of them are in Christ's embassy. But you cannot be Sinach. When Pastor Chris wants to sing, it is Sinach. There's a reason. When Benny said, Pastor Chris just push you down for that, sing before Benny comes up. That, there is a reason. And Benny recognized that and I need to start inviting Sinach. It is, it's not by power. But you see what others in Redeem of Christ should do that. Other people in the choir, they should find that there are many other areas. The harvest field is wide. You don't need to push someone off his or her field to occupy. Just find your own space. I will talk about that on Sunday. I shared with the leaders briefly last Sunday. It is called shape. Your spiritual gift, that is the S. Your heart, that is the H. And spelling shape now. Your A, that is the A, that is the ability. The P, that can talk about your, your, your okay, let me start with it. The E represents your experience and then your uh, value what you have seen in life, your experience. I call the P something when I was talking with you. Personality. Your personality. I think on Sunday I will talk about this because I need to explain to people and I'm close with this. When we say everyone, when we say gifts, many of you only think about the night gift of the Spirit. I will, I will, I will explain something to you on Sunday that actually there are no night gifts of the Spirit. Paul talked about night. Because he said that there are diversities of gifts and different. He always established that there are many gifts. But he mentioned and explained nine. But towards the end of that first, first Corinthians 12, he talked about admin and other gifts also. Those nine gifts, many times they have to do with a preacher 
or somebody that leads, but there are many other gifts. And hear me very well. One gift is not superior to another. Being able to admit, being able to counsel, being able to organize things is also a gift. And if we don't let people in the church know that you might not function per se in any of those nine, but you can function in several others, and you are not less important than anybody having the nine. Until we teach that, we are going to have about 15% of the body of Christ people that are actually active. So there are many giants in the church that are abused because nobody has told you the gift. Some of you have ability to present things. And the church of Christ will need you one day to head that area. Many times we are concerned about what someone else is manifesting to the point that we are blind to what God has given you. So shape will actually help you. So it's not a mystery that you are waiting on the mountain as, Lord, what is my gift? Go around the shape I said. Now check your life very well. Everything. You know, all the prophets are met. Some of them, even before they became Christian, the dealings of God have started in their life. But they enter into when they got born again. Honestly speaking, the gifts are the callings of God. Those who sing that I know also the same thing. Somehow, somehow, God will begin to take you through a journey that resembles where he's taking you to. If you look at your life very well, you are going to discover the shape I've just mentioned now. You will know where your heart is. You will know where your spiritual. You will need to know what your experiences are, your personality and your ability. They are communicating something about where God is sending you. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about that on Sunday. Because in this new phase, everybody must be useful. Everybody must rise up and do something. So I've looked at it from two angles. Refuse to allow offense, then be fruitful. Is that clear? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we bless you. We worship you. When I listen to Kumbi, what I receive is different from when I listen to Oyeka or when I listen to Desola. Everybody's gifted one way or the other. Everybody. Hallelujah. You will manifest a very strong spiritual, a very, very wonderful spiritual depth when you learn to shut people up once they want to say something about someone else that is negative. Tell them that no. The only, if the person, you feel that when you tell the person will not listen, then go to the pastor. But you dare not talk to anyone about someone else. And then don't make comments that will make somebody to start thinking or seeing somebody in another light. It is dangerous. They hinder the flow of God's grace and power in the midst of people. So you come for a meeting, you hear all those declarations that Bishop Aloke pronounced, you shout amen. You know that the anointing is present, but after that you are wondering, why is something not happening in my life? Then why am I not entering into this thing? It is because of some of these things. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Father, we bless your name. We worship you. We give you praise. We lift up your name. Amen. Long time ago, and this is one of the reasons why I get careful about what I share. Long time ago, I, the Lord said something. I just realized that if he has kept you to be clean, no sexual scandal, not even, for some of us, not even when we're not born again, he has kept us on the line. The greatest mistake I can make is to begin to attack those who have that issue. When you do, you will not know when you will start doing the same thing. Hallelujah. 
I have found out that the greatest discipline is to watch your mouth. It is true. We all want to talk, but we must watch our mouth. Then when you want to say something, can you say it in love very carefully? It's an exercise you have to practice. The Bible says, if any man stumble not in words, it's a perfect man, able to control the whole body, the tongue, the tongue. And because a lot of Christians are not well trained on this matter, they are naive. It is very easy for somebody to subtly sow a thought to them and they listen. And it affects them. Before you talk to me for five minutes, I can tell you where you are coming from. I know some people are very smart at this. You will not know where they are going to. But by the time they are leaving your place, you start developing something. You notice that Anytime they call for ushering meeting, you are so happy going for the meeting until after a while. When they call for the meeting, it's like a body. You are not happy again. Check very well. Those things don't just happen. You have been listening to something. Or someone in that unit step on your time, you refuse to let go. So now it's beginning to develop. I have come to realize, just like I brought that into my marriage. I said to myself, I wanted to get married. I am not married to a wood. So it's likely we have some different opinions. Should I take it too far? No. She went to school. She has master. She's doing her PhD. So I expect that she will object when I say certain things. And I cannot say, I'm a pastor. You must have said what I'm saying. So I cannot get angry. I mean, if I sometimes my wife thinks otherwise, that's all. I mean, I don't make a matter out of that. It doesn't call for that. Even I don't, I don't expect my children just accept anything I tell them just like that. They have right to ask questions and everything. I've transferred the same thing when I meet a Christian. If I'm to walk in the midst of other pastors, I do understand. People have preconceived ideas. All kinds of whatever is argued. Here and there. And you must understand. What I was saying jokingly with Nathaniel Bassi, if you know the trouble I've gone into because of that, I was just joking with it on the stage. The way it's coming to our church, some pastors will call me. I want to invite Nathaniel Bassi. I will call Nathaniel Bassi. This is, I will speak well of the pastor. This is his name. This is his church. And this is his number. When should he call you? Call by two. And Nathaniel will just be like, I don't feel it. I don't feel like going there. This is what I told If they call me tomorrow that they need my help about another thing, I will gladly. I am sharing this with you that you may understand the foundation on which I st we stand as a church. Please know the heart of the church you have come to. And I'm sharing with you. Let your love work be so strong. Make up your mind that you cannot be offended. Bible says offenses will come. When you are more than three, four people, things will happen. In your unit, somebody will say something you don't like, and it's like they are, a leader can even be in a bad mood and say something to you. Will you hold on to it? Or you let it go on meeting by the camera, be like, I don't like what you said the other time. And just let the matter rest there. Or you go back home and you're like, eh. And then you somebody say, I want to join her. You want to join her? She, ha, ha, I feel so sorry. By the time they finish with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you get what I just said now? Walk in love. It helps. It heals. It purifies. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, the time has come to spread the knowledge of Christ. 
I will do my part to see to it that God uses me to fill up this place. I'll be fruitful and I will walk in love. When people look for a church where Christ dwells, I will tell them they should come here. Most importantly, I will live the life of Christ for all men around me to see. Glory to God. My marriage will glorify him. My children will glorify him. My job will glorify him. My money will glorify him. My dressing will glorify him. My ways of talking will glorify Christ. Nobody will speak ill of Christ by my conduct. I will not give anybody that opportunity. I live an excellent life that no gainsayer can say anything. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We give all the glory. Lord, we bless your name. We honor you. Thank you, Almighty Father, for your grace, for your goodness, for your mercy. Thank you for the visitation we had. Glory to your name forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.